0: Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future's bright, future's lily-white.
1: Come on, you Spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 10, Episode 19. I'm Jack. I'm AST. I'm Jay. And it was a little bit nervy last night, wasn't it? That FA Cup tie against Wickham. Um, when they scored that first goal, I'm thinking, this is not happening, please. Like, not Dr. Spurs again. It can't be. Um, but we turned it around, right? We were creating a lot of chances. We hit the woodwork a couple of times and, and we ended up you know, having to bring the big guns on in the second half, but scoring four excellent goals and getting through. But there was that 20-minute period from when they scored up to when Gareth Bale got that equaliser, where I was a little bit nervy. Um, what did you both make of the game and, and the scoreline? Go, I lo- I- go on, you go
0: first. I got bored... Because even even with 1-1, I, I was a little bit bored. and I was a bit like, I, I was never worried that we were going to lose at any point. Because we could just gone up grades of player. I mean, we did go up in grades of player. And it, what happened? I thought 4-1 was a bit harsh. But I never felt like we were going to... Even 1-0. There's a bit of me which would have liked them to have scored a bit earlier. Because I like seeing Spurs when they're behind now just to see what they do. Um, I think it's hilarious that we've played... Like, I think Chris Slagg said it. Like we've played them twice. We have won both games. We've only been in the lead for a cumulative eight minutes And we yeah. scored eight goals against <laughs> them. Yeah. But they're they're not very good. Like they had a couple of chances. They could have scored that header, but for every chance they could have scored, we could have scored like ten goals. What's about twenty eight chances? Like it was I don't feel we were ever losing that game. I was really disappointed with some of the performances of the that B team. I, there were some shockers in there, and it wasn't even like they were having a bad game. It just felt like they just weren't very good. Like, these are games. I don't know how Winks got mad in the match. I know Mourinho came out and said afterwards that he'd done lots of running, lots of vertical passing, covered lots of ground. He didn't influence the game or control the game and I thought the way he should be. Toby didn't have a good game, he was far too tight most of the time. Sanchez didn't know where he was on the football field. I thought Davis had a decent game, but I am a tiny bit biased. I thought Vinicius did lots of good running, but he wasn't getting any service. Bale, oh, he just seems like a shadow of his former self. I know he scored and he did a couple of good runs, but he didn't influence in the way he needed. I was just, Lamella, what is the point of Lamella again? I just, it was just a bit like, oh,
2: bloody hell, Tottenham. Wow. I I I I was a bit more glass half full than that, to be honest. By the end, I was, but half no, from the outset. I mean, I, I was I was optimistic from the outset. I mean, the, the, the minute I saw their their, their gaffer's leather jacket, <laughs> like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> apparently, apparently, does it quite a lot. He wears like uh, like cowboy boots and stuff. He's got that rock and roll. Football. He's like your nans. He's like your nana's met a make down
0: bingo and he hangs around the older women because it, he gets his attention. That's where he gets attention from the women from.
2: Yeah, Gareth Ainsworth. I actually tweet, I tweeted a picture about it. It's actually got some quite funny comments. But, um, but uh, Gareth Ainsworth was just, just, just absolute compliment. Apparently he paid for QPR back in the day. But anyway.
1: He's one of the longest serving managers, isn't he, in the Football League. Like he's been at Wickham. He's been there a long time. Long yeah. time. Yeah, he's been there a yeah. long time. I don't mean any disrespect click. to him.
0: He's taken them to the Championship, the bottom, but yeah. he's taken them to the Championship yeah, for the first time in their history.
2: Good for them. Mm. And I, I, was, I was pleased to see um, Akin Fenwa on the bench. At, but sad, sadly, he wasn't playing, but like, he must be about 39 by now. 38. Um, so I was pleased he was involved. Um, I didn't know any of their players. And very quickly, you see, you see the, the size and skill with Ibki He's actually bigger than Akin Fenway. he's actually taller and broader, just less of the girth of Akin Fenwa, but just as strong. Um, but, but despite that, they were getting the ball to him intermittently, but, but we were just cutting through them like a knife through butter, weren't we, time and time again. And actually, I, 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 was, I was sort of appreciating Maura um, and, and, and Gareth with getting so much space and their runs down the channels. Uh, I mean, I, I just saw this quite quite a lot of the time as as a practice game for Gareth Bale you know it was it's for him to find his boots for him to get all of those terrible shots out for him to draw a lot of the poison out of his head a lot of the, a lot of the bad thoughts out of his head so he can just get back to playing instinctive football and actually I saw Luca I saw I saw a positive side to Lucas Moura as well really yeah. looking to impact uh, go direct on goal at every opportunity that so many sitters missed. I mean, it's a ridiculous number of chances created, and that that, that that can't come from just playing badly. I thought I thought we did all right. Um, Vinicius needs to find a position. I was a bit frustrated with Venetia's position. The first half was again, again. I was just looking. There's more. There's, there's more forward attacking zeal to what he's doing, but he's still nowhere near a Hoibier. But but the calamity was at the back for me. Oh mm. uh, my god. The first time they were put under real pressure, it was Keystone Cops. It was bad, wasn't it? Every single one of them just capitulated. It was like if if, if every one of your back four make make a mistake at the same time, that's what happened. Yeah. Just run at the
0: ball, wasn't it? It was pretty bad. Well, what do you mean <laughs> about Billy finding his position? I'm just interested.
2: It just wasn't you know, I think with with so much with so much of the ball coming at him, he wasn't having to drop deep to find it which is what you often have to do in the in the Premier League. I think with us with yesterday we were we 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 were camped in their final third. So quite a lot of the time there were balls being put in and he wasn't quite finding them because all he all you need to do in that sort of game is just it just camp out on the 6 yard box. Just just find find some space, keep finding space and make your head available. You know, make yourself available for a little, for a little dink. Um but but I'm sure he'll get there, um, but the second half was just outstanding, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the introduction of Bellet as well for his cameo for 20 minutes was just like, you saw, well, firstly Kane came on, and straight away, as soon as Kane was on the pitch, everybody played better, because it's just yeah, yeah. the tempo. The Hobo tempo came was on
0: before that, and I think he made a massive difference. Yeah, it, it, you can just it, see,
1: can't you, like, who the... The influential players in that team are that it's like as soon as they step on the pitch everyone else is yeah. like well okay we've got to wrap it now this guy's on um Kane's pressing from the front and just his general eagerness to go and win the ball back keep it lay it off yeah. I thought Kane was absolutely brilliant when he came on um yeah. but Undembele was just I mean that was that was so clear the difference in quality between a championship side and a premier league side was Undumbele coming on in midfield um, yeah. He was just magnificent. Both of his goals were, were like the side goals. Is they like didn't even celebrate them either. They were just they were magnificent finishes. And you know, like he's a different type of player to Winks. But like I just I'm, I'm sort of running out of patience a little bit with Harry Winks now, just because yeah. I feel like we've been having the same conversation about him for most of this season. It's like yeah. he's playing against opposition that aren't great, and he's not he's not playing very well. Yeah. Um. And there was, I thought he was going to have a really good game last night because it was a bit of a play, a bit of play after about two minutes where he got the ball on the half term and drove. Yeah. Carried it 40, 50 yards and played a lovely switch of play and it was like, right, here we go. Like Winks is going to get on it today, but that was sort of it really up until his goal, which was a you know a lovely finish and one that was quite out of character because you don't really see him taking too many shots. Um. I was just, I was just left at full time thinking, oh, he could have done more. Like he could really have bossed That's this it. game. He could really have bossed some of the Europa League games that he's played, and he just hasn't quite done it. Um, and I don't know if he's finding it hard playing against opposition that aren't great. I'm I'm not sure because he, he is the type of guy that seems to be at his best when he plays against the best. And you know, if mm. you think of the best games that he's had, it's been against top opposition, but he's never going to get in those games it, because he's playing poor in these poor games.
0: Is that the case, though? Arsenal just got 1-0 down in less than three minutes. Lol. Right. Um, mm. But he had a great game against Real Madrid many, many years ago. Is that what we mean by his good performances against big
1: teams? Because I'm not sure it's the case. He I've did seen him play well. I've seen him have good games City. against City and Liverpool as well. And it's like those mm. games is where the, it's, it's where the tempo of the game is really quick. Mm. And it's one, two touch football. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's quite an instinctive footballer. Yeah, And it's like the further mm. up the pitch he goes as well, the worse he gets. Like, is a bit which might sound a bit weird, but like when he's getting pressed in his own half, like and it's quick to... That's I think he's excellent at that. It's when teams sit off and it's a bit more physical and he's got a bit more time and space. I just don't. I'm just yeah. not quite. I, I, I'm a little bit worried for him because I thought that last season I thought he did well and he would played his way into Jose's plans. And my worry for him at the minute is watching him. He just looks like a player that doesn't fit the mould at the minute. Oh, he
0: he should be the partner to. The, the more defensive. So it should be really for tier one teams, Hoiberg and then Don in that two. And then for the next tier, it should be Sissoko and Winks. That should be it. And it, I mean, that's what we saw. His goal yesterday though was brilliant. It was Lovely. my favourite of the three. The build-up for the fourth goal was brilliant, but by then the game was dead. His, his goal was absolutely brilliant yesterday.
2: And it, he acknowledged the work he's doing in training to to, to, to adapt to, to, to Jose's demands. You know, he, he actually said actually referenced that didn't he in his man of the match talk and he said he's been doing a lot of shooting from his left off off his left foot because he's he's very two-footed but he's obviously shooting from his left foot and and I think he's a player in transition you can see and 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 the difference is you can see he's got he's got an amazing attitude Mm -hmm. and wants to change and wants to adapt and wants to learn from Jose where very clearly Delhi doesn't. And, 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 what, and what we're going to need in the second in the second half of the season, as, as we progress, is, is different options coming off the bench. You know, and, and different dif- different ways that, that, that we can start to adapt our formation as and where, you know, if we if, if if we need to defend and, and, and we're holding on to something, or we, we, we want to find a certain certain foothold in a game, we, we can bring Sissoko on, or we can bring Winks on for another scenario. And I think. I think you can see in his attitude that he's he's moving in the right direction. And and look, Jose, we know doesn't praise lightly, and 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 was 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 full of praise for him. So so look,
1: I'm just I'm just my worry for Winks is that for me his best position is when you playing a 4-3-3 three, three formation and he's in the pivot right. He's the deepest midfielder and he's getting the ball for back four and and starting attacks and yeah. playing ten fifteen yard passes forward into his, into the other guys in midfield. And um, you know, he's had some really great games for England in that position. And my worry is that I don't know where he fits in in a Jose system, because for Winks to be your deepest midfielder, you're going to have, you need control of the game. You need to be having 65% possession, really, of a game to, to be playing him in there. And we don't really play like that. We don't like control games with the ball as such. Um, and, you know, if you're going to have one sitting midfielder, you're having Hojbjerg every day of the week. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a Spurs fan in the world that would have anybody other than Horbio playing that position. So, I just, you know, look, it's not as if he's not going to get games in minutes, because he is, because we're still in all the competitions, right? So, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not as if it's, we've only got the Premier League left and he's barely getting in the squads, but I'm just, I, he'd be one for me that I wouldn't be surprised if he goes in the summer now. He's um, not one that I particularly want to see us sell, but I just look at that and think somebody might pay 20 £25 million for him, maybe. And I think that if that comes in, they'd look at that and they'd go, no, we can sell him. He cost us nothing and go and put that money towards another player. I don't want to see that happen. And he's the type of guy as well that it's weird, isn't it? Because if like if you put him in the centre midfield at City, he'd probably be pretty good in there. But it's just his style conflicts the manager's style now, doesn't it? So I'm a, I'm a bit worried for Winks. Vinicius, just on on your point, Jay, um, I think it's hard for him because... I, I was quite surprised he got taken off at half time um yeah. that was a little bit like i thought he i thought he did all right like i didn't think that he was in the game that much because we didn't really get the ball in the channel very well um i think he's looked all right though I think that he's come in as a second choice striker and hasn't he scored or assisted in pretty much every game he's played mm. and it's like I know he hasn't played against much opposition but that's not his fault right you can only play against the opposition you're up against and he is scoring goals and getting assists and he looks, it sounds like, he looks like he'll be able to cut it in the Premier League, just his physique. You know, if you compare him yeah. to Janssen, Soldado, these other guys that have come in, it's like you just think, oh, God, you know, up against James Tarkovsky or, do you know what I mean, someone like that, they're just going to kick him off the puck. But I, I, I think Vinicius could be could be decent. Um, yeah. It's just whether or not he wants to be second choice all the time.
2: Lovely, lovely little layoff. He was surrounded by, by Wickham defenders. Yeah, He managed to find... Uh, Lucas Moura who, who rattled the crossbar if you remember that that was a lovely little passage of yeah. play one of, one of a dozen chances we had in that first half or so but look he came off to make way for Harry Kane and it was either going to be him or Gareth Bale
1: yeah
2: and right right now arguably we need we need that world world class talent to be firing and he just isn't because cause right now how aware and when do you play him in a
1: premiership game yeah I can you just can't see it right now. No. Yeah, no. you just I can't can see it. That, I, I I still think that it's like uh, you know in games that I would expect us to be winning like do you need Bergwijn on the right can Bale play there That's sort of that's the question in but but as we discussed last week when Bergwijn's not in the side we do lose our balance um, yeah. and our shape but like that for me is like you know if you've got Fulham at home for example why can't you have a front free of son Kane and Bale but it's just not quite clicking and worked yet and I just think that they've not quite figured it out have they about what to do but my, 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 my other worry a little bit is with Bale because we're at the end of January now and I'm like I would have thought by now he would have sort of you know been gone up a gear and be starting to be playing in the Premier League and, and making a big impact in Premier League games and I'm I'm just a little bit like oh it's a bit of a concern I gave him the benefit of the doubt the first few months you know because he hasn't kicked a ball you know, domestically for, for like 18 months. But I'm just a little bit like, oh, what, you know, something's got to click. I've just been having this debate about Zaha uh, with someone on
2: Twitter. Well, not debate, actually. We were in complete agreement. Um, he's a luxury player. Brilliant going forward, um, taking, on player, t- taking on the opposition, moving past them, um, finding little pockets. Brilliant, brilliant getting a shot off. Just doesn't track back. Too easily dispossessed, doesn't track back, which in the Premiership you, you, in, and in the Premier League you're not getting any any time on the ball, mm-hmm. um, and and th- there is a reason why he's still at Palace.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, he's been to Man United and failed. I know he was a younger man. Yeah. Bale I, I... is
2: is is Bale our sort of luxuries are, um, and and I'd, I'd like to think there there is more to him than that, and he can track back, and there can be a role for him in holding the ball up. Um, but right now I'm struggling in the Premiership. You know, even against we've got we've got in the next month we've got I think West Brom and Brighton. You'd say they're sort of slightly more straightforward fixtures. Do you do you see a role for Bale versus versus seeing a role for Bale in Europe?
1: Yeah, that's it. I've, I, at the minute I can't see him getting into the A team as such. I see him as sort of the main man in the B side. And he, and you know what like he's. He scored didn't he against Wickham. I think he scored in every competition so far this season, which is obviously um, decent. But it's just like I thought, you know, when he's come off the bench and scored the winner against Brighton at home in the league. I does. Thought, like, right here we go. I was like, right, this is this is what we've signed him for. It's these games where it's even and we need a goal in the last twenty-five minutes. Like that's that's your superstar. And I don't know what it, I'd, be, I'd just be really interested to know what's going on. Like, is everyone at Spurs calm about it? And, and are they like, no? We know in a matter of weeks he's going to be firing, and it's going to be the bail. Or like, are they nervous? Like, is bail like? Well, I'd like to know where Bale's heads at with his injuries. Like, does he trust his body yet? Like, because that's a big thing. And the reason I say that is I haven't seen him, go, you know, been doing too many of his like galloping runs. And I know that he's not happened.
0: like
1: I know he's not as quick as he was. But do you know what I mean? Just getting the ball and just just running at a fullback. He, he was well, he running a lot yesterday. more
2: yesterday. He he did a he did a lot more time. of that yesterday. And there was a lot more of, of the old tricks and flicks, you know, on the sidelines. It was a lovely
1: little Cruyff turn on the foot, and he got played into feet, and he just went by. It was a lovely bit of skill. Yeah,
2: and actually, he just need he needs game time to get that to get that almost arrogance back in his playing, that swagger. And I think, look, it's taken. How long has it taken for to, to see Tongi play an entire ninety? Mm. And 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 we're only there now, eighteen months later. 18 months, yeah. And I think I think we we we're, we're still seeing him redevelop and refine his old set i i don't I don't sense that they're worried. I think the trajectory would have been a lot different had he scored that goal against against West Ham really but yeah, yeah. but look I think shirt shirt sales are happening we've got arguably one of the biggest players in the world you know forty five fifty million followers on instagram yeah, bringing yeah. bringing new fans in i think i think I think you know That's it. The, the 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 big boys at the club aren't worried at all and i think clearly played playing a full 90 yesterday i mean it could have easily been him i think that that cane sub for me was key who does he take off who does he take off and i would have been gutted if that was a number nine um because actually we we need in the second half that option coming on if we're chasing a game you know you've got a back four that are weary you know or, or they're chasing a game and it's 2-1 you want to make it three one four one. You know they're leaving holes in the back. He, you know, against against a counter attack. You know, in a counter attacking um, context, I think he'll be amazing. But,
1: the other um, the other performance and player that I was happy to see out it was Tanganga as well. Yeah. Because, like I I really rate him. Like, I think he could actually go on and be a really decent player. Um, I thought he did well last night. Like he's bulked out, hasn't he? As well um, yeah. this yeah. season, it's just like he looks very composed on the ball. We know what a brilliant athlete he is. You know he's quick and he's strong, but like I just I'd like to see him get a little bit more game time if possible in, in that in that B side. But I thought he did I thought he did really well. You know I don't think it was easy playing in that back four yesterday against a physical Wickham team. That every chance they got they just went long. Like there's not a lot to it, but it, you know it's it's difficult sometimes to defend that. But I, again I was I was just pleased to see him get 90 minutes and play well. He's at
0: that stage now where I'd rather just see his name on the team sheet than Sanchez. I I don't know why you'd start him over Sanchez because Sanchez, I we we've said it before, we haven't seen him get better uh, at at all really since he's been here. Whereas Tanganga, his trajectory is, is far deeper and far higher. So I I want to see him as second choice and his flexibility across the back four is really good as well. I think he's played left back for us. Yeah. So I I'm I'm a fan. I I hope yeah. Cements that place. I'm a big fan. Yeah.
2: Well, clearly, if 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 that was our back four against Wickham, you'd think Roden's playing for sure. Yeah. Against Liverpool, um, and it, it's Roden and Dyer against Liverpool, isn't it? And uh, I think
1: I don't you know. know. I think because because Alderweireld's so. been out, he's been bad. out the team a little bit, hasn't he? Alderweireld a bit. Like he hasn't played that much football the last three or four games. So I, I reckon he'll go back to Alderweireld and, and Dyer for the Liverpool game, which has been, you know it's been the centre-back pairing of choice it, it's not the best in the world, but I think it's pro- they're probably the two that know each other's game most um we might as well you know might as well preview the Liverpool game a little bit now um now that we're, yes. we're on to it because I mean that is a huge game for both sides you know like yeah. if, you know it, let let's let's say mm. we beat them and we beat them well like there'd be a lot of question marks over Klopp. they really which seems it that that in itself seems a bit mad to me like, that there's, you know, a bit of speculation and fans being like, oh, has he he lost the dress and all of this? It's like, you look at the injuries they've had, they're not doing terrible anyway. And it's like, other than Alex Ferguson, like, teams have peaks and then there's a bit of a come down afterwards. Like, that's perfectly normal in football. And domestically, they've been absolutely incredible for the last two and a bit years. Like, it's like, obviously, at some point, that is going to, with, with near enough the same group of players, like at some point that is going to end and you're going to drop a little bit. Um, so I think it's a bit mad that, that this question marks being made about Klopp. But if we were to beat them and beat them well, you know, of I think that speculation would go to another level.
0: This is the most important stage of Liverpool, of his Liverpool career now, because you go, he's at the stage now where he needs to make a new team. And he's had one, day, He's Pochettino didn't do it at Spurs, whether his hands were tied or not, that's another never matter. You know, there, there's very few managers who did it. Mourinho ha, has never done it. Ferguson was the king of it. Uh, Wenger Pep's, did it. I was
1: going to say Pep's struck, struggling a little bit at the moment. Pep, exactly too, right? the
0: same thing. They they just, they, they work it out, they find their formula, they find the players to fit that formula and suddenly it all falls apart as Aguero gets old or Firmino doesn't play properly um, or your, your single defender goes out, or Trent, uh, Trent Arnold doesn't play as well year on year. It's it's a really interesting time to be a Liverpool fan because they're going to have to make big changes.
2: Well, just just if you look at City before, you know, as a as a comparison to Liverpool, um, City have spent you know a quarter of a billion on defenders and defensive midfielders, and finally starting to get some traction with Rodri.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, finally starting to find someone that can start to emulate and eventually replace Fernandinho. And before that, Yaya Touré. What a the player back- that was. I think they're very, very lucky with academy talent in Phil Foden just coming in yeah. and absolutely bossing it yeah. um, behind the front. Behind the front. And I think if you look at Liverpool, they haven't they haven't made that acquisition, that the acquisition. Thiago and Alcantara is not that. Um, what's his chops play that played that they got from Wolves hasn't been that. Yeah, he's been injured as well, hasn't he? Yeah, Jota. He's just been injured forever. Um, and they haven't got any academy talent bursting through. Curtis Jones is all right, mm. okay. Um, but who's he playing in front of? Hendo? I don't know. Um, so so I think they're just at the start of trying to make those decisions. And actually City, just because they, they found Phil Foden, um, they were able to keep Kevin De Bruyne a fit until this week. And he's gone off for for, for a hammy, um, and Rodri's finally starting to find some fitness. John Stones has a you know, as, as a, as a yeah. career um, in his in his career. Um, li- Liverpool are nowhere near any of that. No. Yeah. Um, but 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 you know, C- City City were in the doldrums for what two years, three years, yeah. maybe longer since they last won the league. So, it's it's a cycle, isn't it? I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And I just think that it's a it's a good time to be playing Liverpool with the injuries they've got, and they seem for the first time really a little bit vulnerable. You know, yeah. that even in the last eighteen months when they've had injuries, you, see, it, you they you've played them and still got the sense that they've got all the belief. Yeah. Whereas I feel like now they're they're even going into games and been a little bit nervy and you know you, it's always been a case that if you can get at their back four and make them defend for large periods can they do it they can win Van Dyke's there but without him I don't feel like they can and at the minute you know like Fabinho's playing centre back and he's done he's done really well in there but he's their best holding midfielder as well so it's not only if they lost their centre back they've lost Fabinho midfield you know Henderson's been playing centre back in some games which is just you know again their main midfielder yeah. Um Playing centre back, so it's like I'm confident, probably for the first time in a while against Liverpool, that we can really go at them and beat them. Mm -hmm. Normally, I'd be like, if you offered me a draw, I'd take that. I don't know if I necessarily would this week. I think it would be, it'd be a big statement for us as well to go out and beat them, regardless of the scoreline. Just to get three points against Liverpool would be, would be pretty big for us. Um, So I think it's going to be a very interesting game. The the cynic in me and the doctor Spurs in me. Says, oh, the front three aren't really firing. What game is it going to be that all of a sudden it's all going to, yeah. go, going to score bundles of goals? Is it going to be against us? Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I, 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 actually think we'll win Thursday against them. I, I think we'll beat them. Um, I think it'll be a tight game, but I definitely insist taking the three points.
2: Yeah. I can't see them. I can't see them playing as well as they played at home. No. You know, in front of getting teams. that lucky as well. Huh? Well getting as lucky as they did. Yeah. No, it can't. It can't happen again. No, no way. And and you know, any, any side linked with Socrates, let alone Liverpool. That's amazing, isn't it? Just outstanding. I mean, that was just that was just a thing of beauty,
1: wasn't it? Just pure desperation. That isn't it? Like that is a case of we're going to need somebody to fill a gap for about three or four weeks. Like who's somebody that maybe could come in and sort of do a job? Because Klopp had him at Dortmund, didn't he? So it's like just thinking who can come in and fill that gap, but I mean I couldn't see that happening. But they need a centre back, Liverpool though. They actually need to go and get somebody mm. because even fully fit, they've got Van Dyke and they've got Gomez. I'm I'm not I'm, I don't really know what Matip does at the back. I've never been that convinced mm. with him. He's always injured. Yeah, but even you know even with all three of them, you probably still need a fourth one anyway, don't you? So they they need to get they definitely need to get a centre back in. Um, I've got quite a tough quiz. Well, 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 Wait there, wait there.
0: West Ham, currently fourth in the table. And they're two games ahead of us. One game ahead. of They're ahead of Liverpool right now. Wow. Liverpool are seven points behind Man City with a game in hand. So it's, it's we're sixth, one point behind their fifth. Super interesting. Um, three points I want to make that are not connected in a way. One, current Tange and Dombele is more effective than Moussa Dembele ever was.
1: Oh, debate
0: earlier. No. You're nice. not having it. No way. Because the Moose didn't have much end product. He had this great battling ghosting past players and all that bit. But he didn't have end product. It was Tanguy does. I love the Moose. But I, I think he's got more end product and so he's more effective. Look, look, their only similarity is that their names are a bit similar. But they're, they're both midfielders, right? And they're both there to do a
2: similar job. You wouldn't you wouldn't compare Hoybier to No, Oh, but they played in different positions. The,
0: that's my point,
2: and that's that's exactly my point. Do you not think
0: the Moose was a deep line midfielder, and so is Tangi? I don't see Tangi as number ten. I,
2: no, we 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 are seeing we are seeing Tangi mould into into um, a, a luxury a luxury Are you reckon? I see him no, as a deeper player because you've now got the the world class Cam.
1: Huh. Okay, fine. My that, that, perspective on it. I think that I half agree with Jay on the different positions. I think Undembele can play that deeper role, but I don't think that he's a great player there. I think if he's freed up a little bit more, like we're starting to see, then that's when we're getting the best out of him. The difference to me, if you were to look at the statistics, all the statistics would say that Undembele is a far better or more effective player. But the stats wouldn't tell you that Moussa Dembélé used to control games. Like he would control the whole tempo of a football game from the centre of the park, and he could not only go and win the ball back and drive forward with it. He'd he'd start attacks. He'd be the assist. He'd assist the assister. Um, And I just I I don't know a side that Moussa Dembélé couldn't have got into at that point. Like he was so good for us, and you could just see. Like the decline of Tottenham was was Moussa Dembélé's decline. The two the two were identical. Like you'd see him playing fewer games and getting less minutes because he was aging and getting injured, um, and you'd see our results getting worse and worse and worse. So I think Moussa Dembélé is one of honestly one of the best best central midfielders I've seen for Spurs in the Premier League era. Definitely, Tangi um, Tangi could be a superstar. Definitely, we've always said that. Um, but if you were to offer me either at the moment, I'd have... You'd go moves, back to the Miz. So I'd go back to the Miz. <laughs> just, just because you could each control games. Like, he would just get the ball in the middle of the park and whatever he wanted to do, he would do. And he was so consistent as well. Like, I only remember him having one bad game. Like, which is... Which is and that was the semi-final against United when Pogba just done him. Um, yeah. But I don't remember him playing poor, like, ever. And it's like... We were at our best when Dembele was at his best, and that's the best we've been in the Premier League. That's the best we've been as a club for 30, yeah. for 40 years.
2: Well, the only reason I'd take Tongi over, over Musa right now is because we've got the Viking. But then imagine the two of them. And that's the, fir- that's the first time I think we've come close to replacing Musa Dembele. Because Sissoko and Winks, trying to do that job, trying to get Wanyama fit, as we did, for, for for a couple of seasons after after Musa went to to, to China it was just never working yeah
1: never worked I think the other thing I'd say about Musa as well is he would always make whoever was playing in midfield with him look like a brilliant player yeah like you know you, you had Wanyama that that season was phenomenal you had Eric Dyer do you know what I mean he was playing holding mm. midfield who people were like God this guy can play centre midfield for England and it was like you no know, he's just playing next to Dembele like Winks came through. Who, who was the guy in midfield next to him? It was Dembele. Like he just is one of them players that made everybody look good. Um, so just he was a real, real phenomenal player. If you know, if he'd have had, if he'd have had half of what Tanguy could do in the final third, whew, what a player you've got there. But um, I just think what he'd bring in terms of controlling games is just it's just near enough irreplaceable. Well, I think he's one of them players, Moose Dembele, that he goes and you can't really replace him. But he's just one of it's just one of them. I'm, which 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 is also
2: there is nothing like Ndombélé anywhere in, anywhere no. in the world now. You know the the, the goals he scored that little that that little chip over oh. that line to to Kane yesterday from like the outside a golf
0: shot wasn't it
2: from the outside it was just like a little chip it was just ridiculous yeah no ridiculous. look goal as well the last one was no look. Oh god, that half coffee just just oh, a, class, a isn't bit of space. Where he found that space for that second goal was just ridiculous. I just I rewound it about fifteen times. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It was um, just incredible.
0: If you thought point number two, you gotta gotta feel because obviously restaurants in Southwest London have been suffering and now Fat Frank's out of a job. They're buggered. <laughs> just eat in South if they if shares were <laughs> located, shares in in Just Eat, we've gone down, I mean, what a joke of a club that is, What is? uh, you give an amateur manager, and he is an amateur manager, a couple of years in Derby, means nothing, you give him 200 million to try and sort out his defensive problems, he can't sort it out, he buys one of the attacking talents of Europe, and can't get him working, and well, what did they want him to do? I, I'm, I'm stuck in between I feel sorry for him and he's an idiot. I, I don't know what to feel.
1: Well, I feel my my view on this is that he couldn't have turned that Chelsea job down just no. because it's Frank Lampard, right? Like he couldn't have, like it just couldn't have. Um, so his his hands were tied in a way with it that he was always going to say yes to that. Just like if, if the Liverpool job become vacant and they went and, you know, Gerard would take it, wouldn't they? Of course, like, of course he would. Um, I... I I've got two points on it. My first one is that what's the point of giving a young, inexperienced manager a job if you're not going to give him time? Like, what's the point? Like, you might as well not bother do, doing that. Um, but then he would have known what he was getting into because you've just got to look at Chelsea under Abramovich, like what they do with managers. Like, I think Gary Neville's on Sky Sports today saying that in 18 months to two years, we'll be having the same conversation about Thomas Tuchel being gone. Like, because that's that they just recycle managers, what happens. Um and he's in luck with this as well. He's going to rub them up the wrong way in six months' time. Yeah, and, he, and he maybe he will. But if, then it's sort of like if if so, he takes over and they get in the top four and like I don't know, like won a trophy, or whatever, then it would be deemed as a successful. You know, it's it's mad. But my other point, my other my other viewpoint on it is, it's big. It's big club mentality from Chelsea that they've gone weird eighth or ninth in the table. We should be first. It's not good enough. You're gone. And like compare that to what the goings on at Woolwich at the moment, where it's like they're they're settling for mediocrity. And part of me looks at that and thinks, actually, there's quite a bit. I've got quite a bit of admiration in a way for Abramovich to be like, no, if we're not top and winning every week, it's not good enough. And it's sort of, so sort of like I, I rate that. Um, but I think it was I think my overall view on it is that it was silly to have appointed Lampard. Because it's like, you know he's going to get time and he's going to... Sorry, you know he's going to need time. So it's like, if you're not a patient owner, what's the point of that? Like, you're better off just going and getting Ancelotti back or, you know, Pochettino. Somebody like that that can come in for a year, two years, you know, have some success and then get rid of them. Um, I don't feel sorry for Lampard at all. Like, you know, he's he's been in football his whole life. Like, he knows what the game is. It's a cutthroat. If you don't get results, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the lit The
2: litmus test here, I mean, is always... The dressing room and the the rumour is that um he lost the dressing room mm. there wasn't enough guidance you know i mean what, what which one of you on, on on the whatsapp group made me subscribe to the athletic mm. because it's taken me a couple of weeks yeah. now i'm like a massive convert and i'm getting the inside track on all this stuff because i'm reading the bloody athletic um it's like i didn't have enough to read i'm now yeah. reading uh, are you reading the Athletic ASD? Only when people send it to me. I'm not. Right, this is a shameless plug for the Athletic. I mean, I better get a freebie after this free month. <laughs> <laughs> I do we work in media, for God's sake. We don't get. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but the inside, the inside track is, he lost, he lost the dressing room. There wasn't enough direction. There wasn't enough specificity on how, you know, Tamori should develop or Callum Hudson Adoy should develop, the runs he should be making. There was none of that. It was play your football. It was one of those. Mm. Um, and I think that that's that you'd you'd hope you knew that in in your recruitment approach so I mean it's just a joke shop their recruitment approach to managers is just an absolute joke it's crazy isn't it their their recruitment approach to to youth is the same you know it's crooked Um, their recruitment approach to big big budget signings is all over the shop And, and and what drives that yes a nutcase of an owner alongside just lunatics that that support him rather than than us and you you just look at the relative stability of what we have yes we went through that mayhem a year and a bit ago um when when Levy decided to get rid of Potatino, but you you can see you can see the logic in that now can't you um and you can see those decisions don't don't, aren't made as lightly or as glibly as they are in, in West London it's just an absolute joke and they'll say yeah but we win trophies
0: yeah well just wait till it's not bankrolled by by a criminal basically and you can it's it's this approach right where he was basically given free money he was given he he, he was given free blood money through the oil uh well the nationalization of the oil uh in russia yes and and it, it just means that If he doesn't like something He's just got total power And he can just change it They've got I've just been on their website 31 players out on loan That shouldn't be allowed At worst 11 (laughs) I think But um, Third point Is One of my favourite songs Against an Arsenal player Of recent years Has been Your eyes are offside Mercer Ozil Your eyes are offside Mm -hmm. Now He can go And they can be like your eyes are in a different continent, mate. Turkey is in a completely is is one of few transcontinental countries. Officially, there's only two: Russia and uh Turkey being in two continents. But I've just been looking up. There's loads of them that have got land in other continents. Some people say France. I think that's cheating. But Egypt literally has land that goes into Asia or into the Middle East. That's super interesting. But Özil, if you go watch Özil's highlights, because I've, I've been watching him recently. What a player he was at times. And yeah. The reasons that Arsenal started dropping him, there's really dark reasons that they might have dropped him. They might have, Russia's obviously, uh, there's massive money in China for the Premier League. Ozil, obviously, Turkish has got, uh, is of the Islamic faith, and called out what the Chinese are doing, whether they're massacring Muslims. uh, by. uh, We're not going to go into it, because I'm not an expert on this, and it's frankly, it's a genocide that's happening up there. Ozil, tweeted about it and suddenly he's not playing and mm. it it's it seems like a commercial decision and that is an utter disgrace so there's a little bit again of me that feels sorry for him I like that he just held on to his contract that that he just said right you 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 said you wanted me for this long I'm gonna let you pay me for that long but have you seen them um, Fanabachi have already asked um, the public to text in donations to pay his wages which is crazy because they're already in debt. <laughs> It's so bad, isn't it? Because they think that the, the money will come, but they haven't got it right now. That, how is that legal as well?
2: But anyway. just an I mean, what, what is happening? What, 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 the the goings-on at, mad, at Arsenal and, and, and Chelsea just are ridiculous. Well, Arsenal in... They're Chelsea like, are 10th, but Arsenal
0: are in trouble because you have a look at their first 11, I, there's none of them that would
1: sit on our bench. But this I is think, what, man, this this is where I I genuinely think that Arteta is doing a good job at Arsenal. Like they're playing Southampton tonight. How many Arsenal players would get in the Southampton team? Genuinely. I mean, one, sac- one two? Maybe
0: Saka. Maybe I mean Walcott's there, so any of those any of the Arsenal strikers might get in. But I I like how Arteta has got in and gone like he's just got rid of players. He's just he's been quite tough with players. Gwenduzi, right. You're out. He, you're meant to be the future, but you're out. I, I don't care, Mustafi. You're out. Um, and he is—he's playing young players as well, and he's got a few good fullbacks. And I'm, yeah. And but the, the difference between him and Fat Frank and Ollie is he went and he did work under Pep at City, right? That that he so he's got credentials, and it, you can see it sort of working. They've obviously had their massive dip in November when it looked like they—they they were talking about relegation. That's how bad they were, and now they just seem to be pottering along doing their doing the business obviously got knocked out by Southampton in the FA Cup they're drawing 1-1 now and they're not looking particularly good but it, yeah. it, the investment is going to be the interesting one because I don't know why you would go there and I don't
2: know why you play for him yeah it just it just shows with with all of this uncertainty across every club and, and I'd stick Man City and United into that as well it is all to play for it really really is City are
0: battering West Brom they're 3-0 up Gundogan scored two yeah so they're top of the league at the minute but Man City and Man United that's exciting Leicester are still in there somehow so none it, it these is
1: sides though none of these sides are actually very good do you know no. what I mean it's like I, I go into all the games now thinking well we could beat them like you like United are dreadful they're top of the league we beat United 6-1 yeah they're top yeah, of the
3: league
1: but yeah. like, they lost oh, to, they lost at home to Tottenham Arsenal and Palace wasn't it in the space of a month they're top of the league
2: well, they found really their mojo sorry. now. They're moving the ball exceptionally well. I was very, very impressed with them in that FA Cup game against Liverpool, which I watched from start to finish, as, as I think most Tottenham fans did. Mm. Um, just, just, just to watch Liverpool, um, they, they were impressive to watch. But it's, it's the same. It's the same, Man United. Yeah. At some point, the wheels will come off there again. Just some, someone, someone seems to have found a way of getting Pogba to play. Mm probably not the way end on belly is what they wanted pogba to be right
0: that's what they've been waiting for uh Arsenal just scored but can I, I was yeah. just so you know how facebook's killing society because it just makes you it just gives you more and more content that makes your it views um more and more extreme and youtube does the same it just you end up in a political black hole all my youtube black holes end up with ronaldinho or zidane videos always like, I always end up watching those two I think there's that's like a period of my life But I was watching, this is a Dan video Where he plays in the semi-final Against Brazil in 2006 He is unbelievable in that game Like he reminds me of Ndombele Or how yeah. Moussa Dembele wishes he was But it, it, made, <laughs> it makes me think like Are there fewer great players Now than there were Like if you have a look at Because Real Madrid haven't got a team full of stars anymore Bayern arguably haven't Barcelona haven't, City haven't. Like you, but I'll, I'll read you out these. The, even the national teams, like uh, I was reading, you have a look at these two,
1: t- these teams. Well, I think that's because football's changed, actually. Recently, and it's like yeah, I feel like football now is it's more about pace, power, speed, isn't it? Like it's like pressing from the front and and counter attack football and like being quick in transition. So more it's team like, than the, yeah, and like the great players now in terms of what football is aren't necessarily amazing footballers. Like, let's look at Liverpool, right? Jordan Henderson, yeah. brilliant, brilliant midfielder and captain for a Jurgen Klopp side, absolutely brilliant. Is he that good a footballer? If you're talking in terms of technique, short passes, long passes, goals, assists, all of that, I don't think he is, but he's so effective in a system. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think if we go back 10 years, you know, this is when Pep's at Barcelona, right? And it's Xavi, Iniesta Biscuits, Messi, Pique and Piole at the back, Eric Abidal, Danny Alves, like, it's just incredible. It's incredible football. So I think it's difficult to judge it just because I think the game has massively changed now and it is a lot more the pace of it, especially in the Premier League, is just and the intensity is, is just second to none. Mm-hmm. So I would agree that yes, there are fewer great players in the world now because so much more of it is based on fitness and tactics and a style of play rather than anything else. That's
0: so interesting. We've also like you have a look at the Ballon d'Or winners, like obviously it's just been Messi and Ronaldo for the last what 11 years. Like I remember growing up and it was interesting because it it could have been Kaká, Ronaldinho, Zidane, like all of these great names which roll off your tongue and you go, "Wow, the world 11 was amazing." But it's, now it's just been it's just been the same players over and over
1: and over again. It's a little bit boring. Also, like controversially, I still think Messi is the greatest footballer ever. I think Ronaldo is now ahead of him. Like currently, I think yes. Ronaldo is ahead of Messi, like in terms of what they're both doing at the moment. Because mm. I get the feeling with Messi that he's near the end, mm. and it's sort of like you know he's he's won everything. I don't think he doesn't have the same drive as what Ronaldo's got. Um, Messi, you know, for me or for what he's done, the type player I don't think ever, they'll ever be a better footballer than him. But I think probably for the first time, Ronaldo's got in front of him.
0: I agree. He's 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 just a machine. It's just he'll go on for the he'll be like Zlatan, but more. Like I I can't believe Zlatan's still going. But I can see Ronaldo doing Serie A, then maybe even going to another league and just doing it again. He's he's unbelievable the man and his goals. Like he's just he's now the second highest goal scorer of all time, isn't he? He's he's just incredible and full respect to
2: the man. Like what are you laughing at? I'm just we, we we've literally gone gone into like a, li, a like a little half hour indulgence <laughs> of, of our of, it's just of football. I want to work for, I'm bored uh, of talking um, about. Sorry, I, I absolutely love it. I think we should do a separate Echoes of Glory podcast that's just not nothing to do with Tottenham and just everything to do with just Echoes every of every philosophical shit. and footballing current topic
3: <laughs> yeah. um, on
2: our minds <laughs> right now because I, I'm sure that I'm sure that would get more of an audience to be honest. May I- this is all
0: I think about. I just, think yeah. every now and then footballers pop in. I go, ah, oh, where's Mark Poon these days? What's happened to Martin Gams Pedersen? They just pop into my head.
1: Like, I'm just beside you remember there. when Martin Gams Pedersen got punched in the chest by Jerry Barton. <laughs> Do you remember that. And Jerry Barton was like, oh no, I pushed you. And it's like, and then it cuts to the replay and he <coughs> it just uppercuts him in the stomach, doesn't he? Well, the other one is
0: just players that we hate. I think there's fewer players that we hate anymore. There's barely any on the Arsenal team. I still. Leicester, there's a few in there. I, I really dislike Schmeichel. But there's not many just pricks out there anymore.
1: Now, Matt, most of them are on our WhatsApp group anyway. Aren't <laughs> Signal. It's
0: Signal now. Signal group. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's, let's
2: promote the platform. Let's do the quiz. Well, we'll, we'll just just, just so let, Let's just remember one thing. One, one, one prick that we all hate. Um, he's, he's out with a hernia. Now, that, that, that is something that's... I've had a hernia. Uh, Jamie Vardy. Oh, you know, without Jamie Vardy, I can't, I can't see them, I can't see them going three, three, three points.
0: Do you mean the man who tried to copyright the phrase "chat shit get banged"? Is that, is that the same Jamie Vardy? Oh, I think it's that one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Whose wife was leaking personal messages? Oh, that that Jamie Vardy. Brilliant.
1: That was such a good story. No one talks about that. It was
0: (laughs) dot 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 (laughs) dot. So good, Rebecca Vardy. (laughs)
1: So good. And there were so many GIFs and memes being made. Oh, it, was well after that it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, let's do this quiz. It's a pretty it's a pretty tough one, this. Um, so, I've gone back into the archives for Tottenham Hotspur 4, Liverpool 2, November 2008, fourth round of the League Cup.
0: I don't remember that at all. What
1: year? 2008. Yeah, we won it. We won 4-2 at home. Wait, what, what
0: month? November. Ah, so it was the year after we won the League Cup. The season after we won it. It's the same yeah.
1: year. Um, what was the first side? Woodgate. Uh, incorrect. The, I'll give you, we were playing 4-4-2. So you, you've got a rough idea of what the formation is. Definitely King. Dawson. Michael Dawson is in there. A centre-half, correct. Uh, King, no. Benny. No, we were playing a certain Welshman at left-back. Really? When he was
0: number two. Chris Gunter.
1: <laughs> Isn't he Wales' most capped player?
0: Yeah, proper servant. And Ashley Williams retired today. He scored um, the the equaliser in the 3-1. So, uh, against...
1: You remember when he nearly killed Robin Van Persie? Uh, we've, we've uh, uh, Ferguson was like, he nearly killed him because he kicked a ball in his face. Made, made Again, for the other podcast. Do you remember when Thunder Park threw up? Because,
0: what's-his-face, kicked a ball in him. The one who was mates with Ligfield Bizzle, who had the doors, the, the what's his name? Do you know the player I'm talking about? He was like Arsenal. He was a defensive midfielder and he had, he hated Samia Nasri and he had doors on his Land Rover, which when he opened the doors, lights shone It shun- wasn't Nilsson, was it? No, no, no. He was a youth player squad and played like a couple of games and then they realised he was
1: awful. Oh, yes. And he ended up playing low, um, uh, Frimpong yeah, Emmanuel Frimpong. Yeah, Emmanuel Frimpong. He kicked tri- a ball at
0: Van der Vaart and made him throw up on the pitch in front of us.
1: That's so good. <laughs> right, so you've got Dawson. Let's go. Let's go. Goalkeeper. Uh, Brazilian. Oh, the Gomez. love of my life. The love of your life. Aurelio Gomez was in goal. Um, right. Rome. Corluka was playing centre-half with oh, Dawson God. in this game. you got oh, Bale left-back. Scott. Scott. Yes. Who? Old Scott guy. Oh yeah. god. Went oh, to Hutton. Alan, Hutton. Alan Hutton. Alan Hutton. He was so bad. He was, he a, was so, bad. so that's he his dad,
0: didn't he, on a night out? Did he? he? had a fight with his dad and punched his dad. That so good. <laughs> that's only best Jermaine Jermaine story Jermaine. That. He's still best mates with Jermaine Jennis. And isn't he with
1: um, what's the other one?
0: Jamie O'Hara on day mates as well or something.
1: He got, that, he got that year's loan to Real Mallorca.
2: What, you, didn't what is going wrong? What is going wrong with Jamie O'Hara? It's the talk sport thing, isn't it? You just head explodes, is not it? Just your
1: head, just like you know, okay. we have Gomez at goal. We have Hutton, Coluka, Dawson, and Bale. So let's start. We, the player that we went, you've just been the we player been talking about there. The talk sport guy was playing left midfield for us this day. So right. Jamie, Jamie O'Hara was on the left wing. Um, Who's playing right hand side of midfield? Lennon. Lennon, Aaron Lennon, of course he was. And then two century fielders Huddleston
0: J-
2: and JJ. And JJ.
1: Huddleston, Huddleston, correct. Genius, no.
0: Huh. It's too late for Mal Bronk, isn't it? Yeah,
1: he's Nothing. a century midfielder. He was a right. ball winning midfielder. Oh, was scored. it
0: Chimbonda or Zakora?
1: Video Zakora.
0: There's a brilliant video we've talked about it before of him kicking racism. Just search Zakora and kicking racism okay, where yeah. he's playing in Turkey. And the yeah, player yes. calls him an awful word. And then the nec- it goes to the next game where he doesn't shake the hand. Zecora doesn't shake his hand.
2: Very, very dramatic music. His teammates
0: all kick that player. And then there's a, a, a he, the player then sort of shields against the ball. And Zakora just comes and kicks him as hard as he can in the nuts. It's amazing. So
1: good. And he yeah. only gets it yellow as well, doesn't he? Which is what I love. It's <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I like brilliant. Um, well, I need the two strikers. King... Ah. No, this is a partnership that I think they must have only ever played together in this game.
2: Oh, mm, God.
1: Defoe? Defoe. Not Defoe. Pav? Berber? Pavlichenko is one of them. Go on, give us a call on the other. The other other guy was on loan from Man United. Oh, Eagles. Fraser Campbell. Fraser Fraser Campbell. Campbell. Eagles. God. Fraser Campbell. Fraser Campbell scored a brace. Both Pavlichenko and Campbell both scored a brace in this game. We were, three, we were 3 nil up at half-time in this Jeez. match. So, there you go. So, that, that Tottenham team was Gomez in goal. Hutton, Koluka, Dawson, Bale, Lennon, Huddleston, Zakora, O'Hara, Campbell and Pavlyuchenko. Shocking. Pretty
0: desperate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Winks would get into that team quite easily.
1: Just to yeah, show you how far we've gone. Who's getting off? H- uh, Huddleston or Zakora? Are you taking out Zakora? Let's be honest. Zakora. pretty bad. Well, um, what was the Liverpool team? you've got it? The Liverpool team was Diego Cavalieri in goal. Jeez. Back four of Deegan, Aga, Hupia, and Dossena. Then Plessis and Lucas Leiva. Oh my God. Then Babel, Elzar, Ungog, and Torres.
2: Wow. Oh, my God. Do you remember N'Gog?
3: Oh, so nice
1: Jimmy Carragher on the bench. Well, Chris Gunter was on the bench for Spurs that day. The Spurs bench, here we go, was... Cesar Sanchez, the Spanish goalkeeper. I do not remember him at all. I don't remember him. Uh, Chris Gunza. I've <laughs> mentioned. Ricardo Rocha, David Bentley, Kevin Prince Botang, Darren Bent and Luca Modric. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> on, man. Amazing. Just before you finish, can I uh, just give a shout out to my favourite English footballer ever? Non Spurs, who's just retired and taken up managership at Derby, Wayne Rooney. I just, I loved that watching that man play football. Just, yeah. he could do anything, that man. I just, what a just, player. Big yeah. game player.
2: Up number it's nine, it's nine nation, number ten. Mm. Just phenomenal winning mentality. Street so much mm. Lifted the whole side. Just so many partnerships.
0: Him and Berbatov, Ronaldo and Tevez. Like, just him and, um, uh, Van Persie, just so many brilliant partnerships. I
1: genuinely think, like him and Tevez up front. Like I remember that season was relentless, absolutely relentless. So only thing is, like Rooney's always one for me. That it's whenever you you're like sat around with your mates and you're talking about football and you're like, right, everyone do their all-time Premier League eleven. It's sort of like you have to try and shoehorn Rooney into it because it feels it feels wrong him not being in the side. Like he's just such a. Maybe we can do that next week. We can all come armed with our Premier League teams. Please.
0: Is Manchester United, the biggest team in the country, record goal scorer of and what, England like, and England as well. You can't just can't argue with that. And i remember, was... and we remember when they bought him for like how much was it was it sixteen or thirty six or just it was 60, 17 when they bought him, wasn't it? And how much did they pay for him?
1: It was it was it something like twenty odd million, which at the time was 25. like twenty five point six. It was a huge amount that.
0: of money, but yeah. I mean more than we paid them. He
1: um, could be the best buying football ever. Yeah. Like genuinely, like for what, for how much you're paying versus what you're getting back. Like, yeah. Jay, you can do some maths and work out an ROI, can't
3: you?
1: <laughs> 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 or, or, or you can delegate it.
0: He used to have barren spells, right? There were times he'd go 20 games without scoring, but it was always influencing the game. And then he'd score and then he'd go on a run of five or six games and scoring. I, really I loved him. And he yeah. matured as well, didn't he? He just, he, he was really angry. Do you remember, you, he used to get that red mist, where if you tackled him, he would charge at you, and yeah. he would snap your Achilles, and you could see it coming a mile. And then he sort of grew, and uh, he, oh, he was brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant.
1: So good. And one of, uh, what I loved about him is, like, his work, right, and desire and hunger was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I remember when they knocked Man United out in the Champions League. I think it was semi final, it might have been quarterfinals. They beat them 1 0 on aggregate over two games. Who Paul did? Scholes, Man Who? United.
0: You Barcelona Paul beat Man United.
1: No, Man United beat Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, you just over, said they're not Man United. Over two yeah. legs. Paul Scholes scored a screamer at Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, I remember. In the, in the first leg, it was 0 0 in Barcelona, and Wayne Rooney played right mid, and Owen Hargreaves played right back to stop Messi, because that was a Messi was coming from playing on the left. And they were just like, the right-hand side of the pitch is just going to have no football. but mm-hmm. like, we're just going to stop it. And Rooney, you're so, like, I know what you can do. I'm going to use you as a defensive weapon. Like, phenomenal player. And, like, you forget that he ended his career, like, playing, like, holding midfield. He didn't have the legs, but he still had the ability in the brain. Like, it yeah. just, uh, one of the all-time greats of the Premier League.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hate the time.
1: Next, next week, next come, week. On, come armed with your teams. Next week, and we'll do like a little best ever Premier League eleven. Your your best Premier League eleven doesn't have to be players. You just Premier League. <laughs> My favorite, or like the. I'm going Yeah. Okay. I got do a it. bit of both. Do a yes. bit of both. Has to be a, not the best.
2: Your favorite.
0: My yeah. favorite. Yes.
1: Yeah. If you were doing a side, Lee you Young Pio. Eric Hebman, surely. <laughs> your van will be distraught hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Look, massive week, as always, ahead. Three points against Liverpool would be huge for us. So let's hope that we do that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily-white. Come on, you spurs.
3: I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football. And I always thought that football was a very important game. But I never realised, until today, just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion.
1: Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best
3: in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. (laughs) The curve of the ball the billow of the net, the beating of the trap, and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbot, and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat-trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Rafael van der
1: Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't
3: it always? We are Jennings. Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future, what was, what is, what's next. We are Blanche Ardelis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream, to dare is to do.